The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation. Football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me for your Week 12 Weekend Roundup, the one, the only, Mr. David Brick. What's going on, pal? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, the Bills got a win on Thanksgiving, so I'm pretty happy. How about you? That's a good you? thing. Um, yep. <laughs> Long pause. Yeah, uh, we'll be ranting and raving today. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like you were last week. Oh man, I run out on like a four minute rant. Oh, it was longer than that. <laughs> was it <laughs> thirty minute rant? Uh, all right, I won't give you. I, I okay. I won't say it was thirty. <laughs> Dude, it felt. <laughs> it was like... somewhere between four and ten. All right, I'll take that. I Honestly, like, oh, man, I'm gonna say something good about this. Oh, fuck the bills. Fuck the bills. Yeah. I loved it. So now now's my time to shine. <laughs> Now's my time to shine. I'm going to shit on the Colts. I'm going to shit on Frank Reich. I'm going to shit on a lot do of a little, things. Do, do a little Stephen A on your uh, rants there. Oh, I will. Y- y'all preposterous like 30 Y'all preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on crack? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Thanksgiving was good. Bills, you know. They I, won. I, I love the Thanksgiving games. I do, too. I like, think they're a lot of fun. I don't care that the Lions lose every year. I don't care that Dallas loses every year. <laughs> I really, really enjoy... Thanksgiving games. Yeah. It's part of what makes the holidays so great to me. Like, I actually, that's the only day of the year I play football because we do like a turkey bowl with my yeah. friends. And it's just like, you start the day playing football, you go back, you watch football, you eat a lot of good food. And then, the, like, the Bills playing on Thanksgiving is the best part. Like, I I, ho- I wish they were one of those teams at every Thanksgiving. They play, that it know? guaranteed. I mean, hey, two out of the three, it. what, right? Yeah, last two, two, out of the, two out of the last three years? Yeah. Pretty so. sweet. I don't know. I'm a fan. There's always some, like, Battles on Twitter of like sports people hating it or loving it. I'm a fan. I love it. It's- I think sports needs a holiday to gravitate right, to just to be associated with, you yeah. know. And for football, I mean, who what like that to, to me? Nothing screams football or Thanksgiving more. I know the food and all that stuff, but from a sport perspective, all oh, I can yeah. think about is it's football. football. Yeah, right. I'm not a basketball guy. Yeah, but. Christmas Day and basketball. I was just, I was just about hand. to say, like Christmas Day and, and basketball games is like Thanksgiving and football. It's just baseball. Um, you know, I mean, the month of October, I guess, in a sense. But yeah. I associate the Fourth of July, yeah, with baseball. Yep, that's yep. what I do. I do the same thing. I think it's very important. I mean, I, how and, could you... and it makes sense because it's like America's pastime, and it's like July Fourth, America's Day. You know, so. It's... That makes sense, right? And then hockey just does whatever hockey does. Yeah, I hockey, guess. Yeah, I hate Gary Bettman. <laughs> Well, what do they even have a holiday? Really, so they really don't, do they? Hockey doesn't, but they do those cool outdoor games that I like. Yeah, I was gonna say they kind of do like I, like the Winter Classics always on like New Year's. Yeah, like maybe like a new is that like a New Year's thing? Yeah, I don't even know. I really don't even watch hockey. I don't either. I'm sort of deadlocked in football, but maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe my uh, maybe good for my my psyche. Yeah, but <laughs> well, maybe um, after this week you'll be a hockey fan. Uh, maybe. <laughs> 
What is this? What's the first game on the ledger? Why do people message me this shit? Um... I like how everyone's like, oh, it's the cult. It's okay, the cult. Fuck off, man. I'm not in the mood. Um, oh, man, I, I can't wait to get you going. Today. Oh, I'm fired up, man. Ah. I'm going to unload. There's probably going to be a lot of yelling. And Good. I just left the door open. Not that you know, it really matters because the sound, there's going to be no sound. I think it would be a little that. bit more awkward if we shut the door and you just hear two grown men yelling in a closet with the door shut. Yeah. So Somebody, Are you guys okay in here? <laughs> yeah, you see loud. Motherfucking loud, everything. Yeah, right. Oh so, God, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna start off with our uh, with the Thursday games: Chicago and Detroit. Detroit, oh, so close yet so far away from the first victory of the season, falling to Chicago, sixteen to fourteen. Chicago improves to four and seven. Uh, Detroit, oh, ten and one. I just actually seen recently on uh, internet that Detroit is like six games. Um, has like six more losses than wins on Thanksgiving right now, like overall. Overall, like all time. What what makes them a staple for Thanksgiving? Like what they did that. This is this is a way. For, so I believe the history. I, I don't know it verbatim, but they were one of the first teams to actually pick up the Thanksgiving Day tradition. Okay. I think Dallas might have been first, mm-hmm. but Detroit was needed just ways because I mean Dallas has long been bad. Yeah, but they actually offered to just have that tradition. They've always had it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I don't just know. Wondering, so I'm just like, it's how? very peculiar how they get it because, every year. Like, right. I, I, you know, you think Thanksgiving, you think Lions, you think Cowboys, and it's just like they're horrible. <laughs> like every year, like. Dallas isn't the worst because usually it's like fun to make fun of them on Thanksgiving. It's like a joke. Right. The Lions just like they don't even produce any good football. The Cowboys like can produce good football. The Lions are like I, I can't even tell when were they good. Maybe like the Lions were actually really good back in the day. Like yeah, and the early I'm speaking my, my time. Oh, like, your time. Ma- maybe Stafford or you know. <sighs> y- yeah, years, they years were. Enters, they made it to the NFC Championship game in '91. Yeah, if they would have beat Washington, they would have played the Bills in one of the Super Bowls. So I wish they did. But so that's maybe could have won. Okay, so here I actually looked up the history of it. Detroit is the the one who started it, all the way back in 1934. Uh, the owner at the time, George A. Richards. This is from CBS uh, dot com. Okay. George A. Richards wanted to attract more fans. The marketing wizard's plan worked, and the team who usually lost fans to the more popular Detroit Tigers. Sold out their stadium and then some. So it was a nice little financial boost. Especially it's important back then, too, in the old days when mm-hmm. um, profit sharing wasn't a thing. Yeah. Either you sank or swim on your own. And then, so it helped, I mean, keep Detroit there. I don't know. Other than that, it's kind of, you know, it is what it is. But Right. Um, but still, I mean, so they came up with the idea of it. Who knows if anybody else would have uh, aside from that. But, but yeah, Detroit is uh, not... Great. I think, yes, they have six more losses than they have wins on Thanksgiving. Uh, But Chicago came, and uh, (laughs) it was a game. It was Uh, was a game. Andy Dalton and Jared Goff going head-to-head in a classic matchup that uh, nobody asked for. (laughs) Really no one asked for it. But it was gritty. I, uh, you know, I... At this point, you're kind of like, oh man, when you're, you're kind of watching Detroit games. I think Lions fans and just general football fans, you're watching Detroit games for you want to see who they're going to get their first dub against, right? Right? Because there's no way in hell this. And team... you don't want to be that team that gives them correct their first win, correct? And I feel like the Lions really should have won this game. 
No, I thought so too. I thought they were going to do it. I thought it was close. I didn't think Chicago really did enough, but it, uh, they it did. Was, it would have been fitting too. Your first win of the year on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and they still didn't get it. But I thought that would have been somewhat fitting for this horrible season. Yeah, you know, no, for for sure, it, it would have been. I thought it was just kind of setting up for that. Detroit wins. Matt Nagy gets fired. Everything yeah. balances itself out, but that just was right. not the case. I I realized I like Darnell Mooney a lot from this game. I didn't really know too much about him this year. I just knew he was like a big waiver pickup, huge waiver pick- pickup. Yeah, like like was he drafted? Was he a f- like? I, I have no even, idea where the know. hell he came from, dude. I same. I have no idea. But he is playing. I just in Al Robinson's absence, he has played so he's much. He's playing great. I just know he went to Tulane because they said it during the game at one point. But <laughs> like, I love Darn. I don't know. I love that guy. I liked watching him, but. Yeah, this was like your prototypical Thanksgiving Lions game. Low scoring, boring, they lose. Correct. Yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Right. And we're not going to spend too much more time on it for no. that reason. Yeah. So uh, your scoring drives for this game as follows. If you want to do the stats, I'll let you do this. run through the stats, buddy. Um, just to just give you some more, some more air time. Uh, scoring drives for this game. The Lions open up with a touchdown. Jared Goff hits Josh Reynolds, his old L.A. Ram buddy, for a 39-yard touchdown to go up 7 to nothing. And then uh, the Bears hit a uh, 28-yard field goal from Cairo Santos, 7-3 the score. Second quarter, Andy Dalton hits uh, Jimmy Graham for a 17-yard touchdown, 10-7 lead. And then not too long before halftime, Cairo Santos is a 43-yard field goal, 13-7 lead. Third quarter, Rams take, or excuse me, oh, Jesus, uh, Rams north. No, uh, <laughs> the Lions take, a, uh, take the lead with a uh, Jared Goff. 17-yard touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson to lead 14 to 13. And then it was a game winner, actually. That that's how heartbreaking this was in the fourth quarter. This is a game-winning field goal. Cairo Santos, 28-yard field goal is good. 16 to 14. The lead is theirs. Uh what do we got for stat leaders, buddy? Starting with the Bears. Oh man, you put me on the spot right now. I did. Oh wow. So the Bears. We got my boy Andy Dalton. Uh 317 yards, one touchdown, one INT. David Montgomery, 17 carries, 46 yards. And my boy, Darnell Mooney, five receptions, 123 yards. For the Lions, Jared Goff didn't look horrible. Nah, 21 to 25. But he just had, yeah, 21 to 25, 171 yards, two touchdowns. It's like he's trying to be like Mac Jones or something. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and then we got Jamal Williams. 15 carries, 65 yards is your top rushing leader. And for receiving, you got Jay Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, three receptions, 70 yards, one touchdown. All right. Very good. That was it. Chicago and Detroit. We're moving on to our second game. Raiders. This is good. This is a good one. This was a great game. This is a like this is probably the best game of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that was what I was kind of saying a few minutes ago is like at least the Cowboys produce good games. Like, they're they're exciting, know, right? They yeah. went to overtime here. Yeah. I think or did they yeah, they did go yeah, to overtime. Yeah, they did go to overtime. Yeah. It was wild. Tell you what, was not picking uh Las Vegas for this one. Why? They just been, they've been in a slump. I thought Dallas was the much better team, but I, Dallas has been in a bigger slump apparently. Yeah, you know, I looking at the game I would have taken Dallas all day. But I don't know. It's just it's Thanksgiving, and Dallas loves to just suck. <laughs> Something about them. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. You know, I also Hunter Renfro is that boy. Always oh, that dude. And I want the Bills to sign him so bad because, like, <laughs> he reminds me of like what Cole Beasley was the year first year we got him. Yeah, like, last year. 
I feel like he could be like such a good slot receiver. He's so good. He's a free agent after this year, and I want the Bills to get him so bad. He's been around for a hot minute, and he's Has like, he? this is, yeah, he's been around for a couple years, and this has been like his first like big like he's good, really, really good year. I've picked him up and started him in my flex and fantasy every week. I mean, mind you, my team's bad. That's not saying much, but every week, and he's been producing every week. Last couple years, he's been like that guy that's high up on the waiver like projections. Yeah, and then you just and then you. If you you sign him, and then you don't start. And him. he does. You sign him, or you do. Well, yeah, you don't start him. Or if yeah. you do start him, he doesn't do jack he shit. Doesn't do shit, right? So he's kind of one of those guys. But this year, he's really broken he's been, out. He's been killing it, man. So, but yeah, Raiders took it to to Dallas, man. It was, uh, it was, man. Daniel Carlson ate this game. The oh kicker. yeah, he was just. He I had him in one of my leagues, and I was like, I couldn't believe the points I got from. Yeah, him. Yeah, I got like twenty one points or something, or eight. Maybe it was eighteen. I don't know, somewhere around there. Like, I will wow. take Crazy. it. Yeah, all same. day. I, it was a good game, though. It was really I I enjoyed it, and I liked watching Dallas lose. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a nail biter of an ending. There was a there was a false start, and then Dude. then two offside calls, and then the game winning field goal. It was crazy how that the end of the game, the, the last like field goal took like thirty five minutes in itself because it was oh like, it felt like it yeah there was like a timeout yeah like you said the false start whatever all that it took so long for him to just kick the I game. think it ended like twenty minutes into the Bills game too the start yeah of the Bills it game. did it did which is wild it was pretty wild yeah um but yeah Vegas won thirty six thirty three your scoring drives for this game Derek Carr hits Deshaun Jackson for fifty six yard touchdown total to the scoring seven nothing lead there and then Dak Prescott hits uh, McKeon for a ten yard touchdown. I remember, uh, no Lamb or no Cooper yeah, for I, this game. I unfortunately didn't check fantasy that day, and Lamb is sitting in my... Same roster. for me. I also have Lamb and Cooper in one of... It's a free league. Or yeah. no, it's a $10 league. Oh, yeah. So Basically it was same. tough, but it was just like, yeah, might as well Yeah, pay. whatever. But it was tough. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he got a touchdown there, missed extra point. Uh, the Raiders get another touchdown. Josh Jacobs off the uh, left tackle for a yard, 14-6 to lead. Second quarter, Dan Carlson is a 22-yard field goal to go up 17-6. to And then uh, Zeke for the Cowboys off the left guard for a one-yard touchdown, 17-13 to at halftime. Third quarter, uh, Marcus Mariota off the right end for a, uh, for a touchdown, 24-13 lead for the Raiders. And then Dan Carlson hits a 65-yard field goal. Wait, whoa. You missed a kickoff return. It was a kickoff. Tony Pollard. Fucking- Bitch, NFL app. I thought we learned our lesson. I, I have no choice. I know. I, I slack. Yes. Okay. I see it. It's out of order. It's out of order. Tony Pollard, 100-yard touchdown with um, touchdown, whatever, fuck, 24-19. <laughs> Cowboys score. And then um, whatever, fuck. Whatever, fuck, it's stupid. Uh, and Dan Carlson, it's a 46-yard field goal, 27-19 lead. Heading into the fourth quarter, Greg Zerline for the Cowboys, 29-yard field goal is good, 27-22. Raiders to lead. And then Dan Carlson is a 30-yard field goal, 30-22. to uh, Cowboys answer back. They get a touchdown to tie things up. Dak Prescott hits Dalton Schultz for a 32-yard touchdown. The Raiders hit a field goal, 56 yards from Dan Carlson, 33-30. And then just before, uh, just before the end of regulation, Greg Zerline, 45-yard field goal is good, 33-33. And then in overtime, a couple crazy exchanges. And Dan Carlson puts the game away with a 29-yard field goal. 36-33, the Raiders win. What are the stats? Uh, Vegas first. Uh, we got Derek Carr, your passing leader, 373 yards, one TD, zero INTs. Josh Jacobs, uh, 87 yards, one touchdown. And then my boy Hunter Renfro, a 
future bill. Eight receptions, 134 yards. For the Cowboys, you got Dak Prescott, 32-47, 375 yards, two touchdowns. He played great. He did. Um, Tony Pollard is your rushing leader. Um, thanks, Zeke. 36 <laughs> yards. And then we got Michael Gallup, five receptions, 106 yards. And that is your receiving leader. That is that. They are saying they're going to probably sit or give uh, limited reps to Zeke going forward right now because he's, he's got Dude, an ankle you know, injury. Tony Pollard could play, man. It's, he's, I, I he's feel like that that's good. just a smart thing to do. Like, you know, let, let that dude heal up. He's a running back. He's going to take a beating. For sure. You for know. sure. Um, same for the long stretch. Yeah, Pollard's, Pollard's right. doing great. You don't, right. you don't need Zeke out there all the time. All right, next up, the final Thanksgiving Day game, the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. Bills winning 31-6 to in New Orleans. Uh, pretty, pretty handed victory. I'd say they took it to them. Yeah. Um, Saints a little banged up. Really banged up coming to this game. But um, this this was the most unsatisfying win to me because the Bills I'm lost. A Colts fan. The, the, the Bills lost Trey White. Yeah, that's Pretty right. Good. I almost forgot about that. They, uh, like I I saw a Twitter poll. It's like, do you would you rather have Trey White, you know, healthy, but you lose the game or win the game and have Trey White be out? And I'm like, that was gross. You actually like watched it. Yeah, pop. I did. You could see it pop. Uh, there's a there's a Twitter guy, a Pro Football Doc. I don't know if you follow him, but he watches it like injuries like in the game, and he tells you what he thinks wrong with him. He he said that was an ACL. Like oh, all instantly. Attack. Yeah, it was a weird plant. Just boom, you, you could see. His entire... And like when it's non-contact like that, you know it's not good. No, um, and that was just a devastating loss. Like that, like hurt. I feel like everyone in Buffalo is like really hurting on that because like oh they are. They know how much he means to the team. Trey White's yeah. wonderful. They just signed him to an extension. Was it last yeah, off season? Yeah, and and he and the, one of the weakest spots in the Bills is offensive line and in corner, and they didn't address corner at all so, from a depth perspective. Yeah, right? so now you have yeah, Trey called White. Josh Norman back yeah, up. <laughs> he's probably he's probably sucking on some team right now, but it's crazy. Getting bodied, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's just like oh man, we lost Trey White. That sucks. But you know the game itself, it was a very very good win. Uh, I know Josh Allen threw a couple picks, but the the second one really wasn't his fault. And I thought he looked pretty decent. I I'm I still don't like this run game, and it's like feels very forced. And I'm nervous going into the Patriots because I feel like the only weakness is letting up runs. So. My my prediction next week is Matt Breda is gonna gonna eat. You have to get get more involved with Matt Breda. Zach Moss is a healthy right. scratch here, and there's no excuse to not have Matt Breda be an RB one. Well, that's what I'm hearing. It's like you watch this game. You know Zach Moss is a healthy scratch. We're expecting Breda to to get the majority of the carries. In Singletary still out touching him, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I just don't get it. I don't understand Dayball what he's doing calling this offense. Like it's just it feels like they're really limiting themselves and i don't know why i don't know why it feels like they could be 30 times better and they're like choosing not to be yeah i don't know it was just like an unsatisfying win but one thing that i i took away from this game it's just throw the ball to Diggs every play like he's so good always oh, phenomenal the, the packers yeah. do it with Devonte adams they literally just force him the ball and i feel like they should just do that with Diggs. yeah now he makes some sick grabs man uh yeah. Diggs is awesome absolutely yeah. awesome um all right, yeah, the Buffalo getting the dub there, thirty-one to six, improved to seven and four. New Orleans falls to five and six. Look at the scoring drives. Josh Allen hits Dawson Knox for the first score of the game, seven-yard touchdown um, catch. Excuse me, uh, seven nothing there. Second quarter, Tyler Bassett's a thirty-four-yard field goal, ten nothing lead. Third quarter, Josh Allen hits uh, Stephon Diggs for a five-yard touchdown, seventeen nothing lead. 
And then uh, Josh Allen hits uh, Dawson Knox again for a 24-yard touchdown. 24 nothing. the lead there. I like how they do this on the NFL app, though. I will give them credit. They have the the actual pass, and they have the yards after catch now. They have it listed. Ooh, I like that. The right, kind of cool. NFL's trying to make up for itself here. Yeah. Y'all still trash, though. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, the Saints score. Trevor Simeon hits uh, Vanette for a 11-yard touchdown. Uh, make the score 24-6, to and then in the fourth quarter, Bills put the game away officially with a uh, pass to Matt Breida for 23 yards. Mm-hmm. All right, 31-6 victory. What do we got for the stats for the Bills? For the Bills, we've got Daddy Allen, the passing leader, um, 23-28, 260 yards, four touchdowns, two INTs. Um, Devin Singletary is your rushing leader with 44 yards, and your receiving leader is Stefan Diggs, seven catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown, and a beautiful touchdown. Um, I, I don't know if you saw that route, but it was nasty. I did. I, yeah, that was, was just. It was a. It was a simple little uh, out route. That's it. Court, yeah. And and he just like, I, I thought the dude was playing dance dance revolution. Now that was against Marshawn Lattimore. He and that dude, he dusted his ankle. Yeah, right. Crazy. And it just it was like a simple touchdown, but it was just so beautiful. Like, yeah, the artwork and that. Um, and your stats leaders for the Saints, uh, passing. You have Trevor Simeon. 17 to 29, 163 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, your rushing leader is Tony Jones Jr., 16 carries for 27 yards. And your receiving leader is Lil Jordan Humphrey. Talk about a dope name. Three that, receptions, pretty sweet. 47 yards. Yeah, Lil Jordan Humphrey. And that is your stats for the Bills Saints. All right. Oh, he's rolling up his sleeves. Here he already rolled up. All right. I, I rolled them up a little bit more. <laughs> oh, God. All right, these fucking Colts. <laughs> so the next game on the ledger is the Colts Bucks. <laughs> yes, Tampa Bay wins 38-31 to in Indianapolis. Um, well, Matt, what do you, how do you feel about the game? I'm going to put my feet up for a minute. You should, you could let, if you want, there's some Powerade in the uh, in the fridge. I'm going to have to grab one. If you want one. Actually, if you go out there, grab me one, too. Um, oh, my God. Fucking Frank Reich. What the fuck? Uh, this is very expletive written. I apologize, America. Um, you have a 10-point lead. You're doing great. You're doing some wonderful things. You get a 10-point lead going in halftime. You score before halftime. All right? And then you don't hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor the entirety of the third quarter. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, I get it. RPOs and all that jazz. Oh, we called RPOs and the pass is working. Thanks, buddy. And um, you know, but listen, what don't you understand? We just the Colts just ran all over Buffalo. All right. Now, all right, this is basic football psychology. Tampa's gearing up, right? Things are starting to look ugly in the past game. Tampa's starting to gear up for the pass. Okay, let's run the ball and let's shove Jonathan Taylor down their throat. And guess what happened? When you ran Jonathan Taylor in the fourth quarter, you guys drove downfield and you scored, and the pass game got better. But you also killed four minutes of clock off and gave Tom Brady all the time he needed to shut you guys out. All right? I, oh, I'm i so frustrated. I like I had this asshole named Chad. Like, literally, oh, no, it's Cody. But he might as well have been Chad. I was going to say, if his name's Chad, it makes sense. He messaged me to say, now, I'm not a real Colts fan because I'm, like, I'm condescending. And, like, I'm... I, whatever your level of fandom is, that's okay. But I am so done. I can't handle, like, 
and, and last week was like one of the happiest moments I've had in a, as a Colts fan in a long time. And to come off of that and blow a, te- a blow a lead like that, we were leading most of the you know most of the game, all of the game until the late the third fourth quarter. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I'm not going to just sit there and smile while my team does that. All right. Last week against the Bills was supposed to be the Colts' breakout game. JT, you know, again, piles on yards. Over, what, 200 yards of uh, total offense, five touchdowns, whatever it may be. And then you, you, he has 25 yards of offense in the first half of football. I mean, what, what did you save him for? The fourth, again, the fourth quarter, again, you killed four minutes of clock off. I know you didn't expect things to go out of hand. I know you didn't expect Eric Fisher to miss attack, uh, to to miss a block, and for Carson Wentz to get sacked while trying to make a throw, and you didn't plan for Naheem Hines to, uh, to drop a punt a punt return right in the red zone, setting up Tampa Bay for a for a for a touch. But this is the difference. Everyone's like, oh, we still got a shot at the playoffs. I don't I don't care about playoffs right now. I, I get. I know the Colts. They're good. All right. They can. They can beat good teams. They beat the Bills. They've come close against the Ravens, the Rams, the Titans, and now the Bucks, and I'm sure some other teams down the road. What does it matter if you can't beat good teams consistently? If you get in the playoffs, you think Buffalo's going to let you run all over them again? No, they're not. You're not going to have five touchdowns and 200 yards and what with just Jonathan Taylor. It's not going to happen. You got to figure this shit out. All right, the team's six and six right now at the halfway point. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I have every right to be mad. There's no excuse for Carson Wentz to drop back for 47 passes or attempts. I mean, he attempted he threw 44, but he got 27 three straight. Like, there's no 27 straight. And you see, and you see, that's where teams like the Colts, even like the the Bills, like teams that have been losing, to, you know, not being consistent. Is they abandon what works, they abandon their game plan, and they try to do stuff they're not used to. Like the Colts win on gritty defense and running the ball. Like they have not won because of Carson Wentz balling out of his mind. They won because they had Jonathan Taylor and they had a, a good game plan. Right. I feel like they just abandoned that. In the and it was textbook set up for them to win. They had a big lead. That's where you run the ball and get the hell out of the game. You run the clock out, and they just. They kept throwing the ball. They just gave well, the Bucks more chances. And listen, I know I bounced back, and oh, you don't just go conservative when you have a lead, but you have to mix it up. That's the thing. All right, if you if you the listeners listen to mine and Brian's film study episodes, the pass sets up the run, the run sets up the pass. Okay, defenses shift based on what you're calling. It's all it's all patterns. It's all analytics. It's all that stuff. All right, if you this has been the issue with the Buffalo Bills that I've always 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 said. All right, they got last year. They got away with being pass happy. This year, they couldn't, and it's come to bite them in the ass quite a bit. All right, teams know that they're going to throw. Mm-hmm. All right, if Carson Wentz throws twenty-seven times, hmm, I guess I'm going to defend for the pass. Why would I commit people to the run? He got sacked in a fucking three-yard rush. You're crazy. Uh, or three-person, uh, three-person rush. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's crazy, and he shouldn't. They shouldn't be doing that. And I'm not saying they have to go conservative by any means, but if. They've been winning games because of their ability to run. Why would you abandon it completely for a whole quarter of the game? You know, I think that's just a big part of their game. And like Carson Wentz, you can you can sling it, but he shouldn't be relied on for forty four attempts. You know, throw, he just shouldn't be throwing that much, right. especially against the Bucks defense that's got a great secondary. And 
they're just a team that that gave away the win. Like I look at this game as the Colts lost it, not the Bucks won it. Right, like, the Colts lost it. They they were up what twenty four. Seven at one point, maybe 24, 24 20, 14, maybe 24 14 that, at yeah, half. That was time. it, 24, yeah, at half. That was it, 24 14 and a half. You have a 10 point lead on the Bucks going into the third quarter. That's where you should start having a your goal should be to have a long, methodical drive, seven, eight minutes, and get points, not even a touchdown, just get points. And that third quarter, they abandoned everything that they normally do. I mean, I was just so excited. They were so aggressive the first quarter, mm-hmm. right? They picked off Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went for it on fourth and, and short in the end zone and hit T.Y. Hilton for a touchdown. Right. I get that. But also you have to pull back. It's like, it's like, you know, Jonathan Taylor's sitting right there. Mm-hmm. We are like, the, for the Colts, you are back to where you were a couple weeks ago yeah. when you went away from Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, every time I think of a team that abandons the run, I just think of the Patriots coming back on the Falcons in that 28-3, you know, Super Bowl. 100%. Because it, in, in like, exactly. And that's a game where not even just running the ball to be conservative. Honestly, if you just milk the clock at that point, and they didn't have that big of a lead, but, like, so many teams just don't understand, like, a lot of it's, it's managing. It's all balanced. It, yeah, it's it's managing. Um, it's understanding the situation. Understanding the, like the Colts did it so well against the Bills. They had a, a good lead, and the Bills are a team that are firepower offense. And if they are down, they can come back. But what they did is they had long, methodical drives, having the clock run, and before you knew it, it was just too late. I mean, there's no way they're coming back. There's now no time. Right. And the Colts just kind of went away from. Being able to milk that clock out, being able to to run the ball, and, and not even just run the ball to be conservative, run the ball because it's your best option on offense. It's, right. they, 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 that's going to get you yards. It's, he's literally their guy. Not even like, but but then on top of that, you're also you're you're getting the clock going. You're you're giving the Bucks less time, Brady less time to make a comeback, and then at the end, you know they they, they end up taking a lead. Now now at one point the Colts had to come back, and it's just I don't. I don't know how they had such a good start to the game, and then at halftime they just abandoned everything that they normally do. It just made no sense. It was silly. The only reason why Jonathan Taylor is not going to win MVP this year is because of Frank Reich. I can understand that. All right, that's you, the only it, that's the only reason why he's not going to win MVP. To sidebar off that, what is your feeling on Frank Reich? Because as a non-Colts fan, I like him. I think he's done a good job, but I also understand the criticism towards him in his game, in his like the way he calls plays and things like that. He doesn't. He has more blown leads, yeah, than Tony Dungy, wow. Chuck Pagano, and several other coaches that he's predated like him. On there, yeah. he's been there for four years now. Wow. You know, there's a whole process. I, I've ranted about this months ago. There's a process, and they they always like Chris Ballard always says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna." On Rocky scene, right? On Rocky scene, we're going to give him time because it's a process of developing people. You're in your fourth year as a head coach. There's no excuses for blowing leads like that. No. You have to have this shit figured out by now. Right. You have to have it figured out. All right? I think Frank Reck is a great guy, and I was super excited. He waved. I waved to him. He waved to me last week at the Buffalo Airport. Really, really thrilled about that. But... I mean, this team is—it's uh, embarrassing to be a yeah. Colts fan. You know, and when you have a good team and you're a team that's in a position that can compete, like we know the Colts can beat good teams. They—they they obviously can, but it comes. You really, you really understand how pivotal coaching coaching is when you have good. Like the Bills have never had good coaching up until you know as of late, and 
then you see the little things that they do that could change the whole course of a game. Correct. Like Sean McDermott kicking, going for a field goal in rainy, snowy weather, like for when it's fourth and five, and his you have a high powered offense, and it's a position where they should be going for it, and the kicker just missed a field goal, like things like that, like really change the game. And when you're you're a good team. You know, like you, you can't have those blunders. Like no. you will be out coached. I will say this again. I've said it a few times on this show. Good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. And for the third time this year, mm-hmm. the Colts have found a way to lose with ten point leads. Yeah, and then, and then you look at guys like Bill Belichick. Like he don't do that. No, nope. you know he does. They don't do. He just doesn't do that. You never see a Bill Belichick team collapse. And if you do, you know, which I'm sure it's happened, but when you do, it's not. It's common, right? It's not like a, an ongoing event, and yeah, like is... I, I just I've noticed that now with the Bills being considered a good team, how pivotal coaching really is. Like that's it's so important. Coaching gets you right over the top, and I that's why I give the Titans coach so much credit. I don't even think the Titans are that good, and he, every year they're good because and I think it's because of the coaching. He has not, I think, since taking over, he's never finished less than nine and seven, which is crazy. I think. And I think I, that's his stat. I think you put any other coach in there, and the Titans are not even a 500 team. Right. Like, I just think that shows how pivotal coaching really is, it's especially so to, to to being a contending team. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, this is, it's just painful. Right. Um. All right. Let's run through the scoring drives. I feel a little bit better. Just a little bit. Good. Michael Badgley opens up the scoring with a uh, 45-yard field goal for the Colts. 3 nothing lead. And the Bucks score a touchdown. Leonard Fournette left off the left guard for one one yard touchdown, seven to three. Colts answer back with two touchdowns. Carson Wentz, it's Ashton Doolin for a sixty-two yard touchdown, ten to seven lead, and they pile it on. Carson Wentz, it's Jack Dahl for a fifteen yard touchdown, seventeen to seven. Bucks uh, respond. Tom Brady hits Leonard Fournette four yard touchdown, seventeen to fourteen, and then just before halftime. Carson Wentz hits T.Y. Hilton for a four-yard touchdown, 24-14. Third quarter, two straight touchdowns for uh, uh, for the Bucks. Leonard Fournette off the right tackle for four yards, 21-24. And then they take the lead with a Ronald Jones up the middle for one, 28-24. Fourth quarter, Ryan suck up their kicker for the Bucks. 25-yard field goal is good, 31-24 lead. Then Jonathan Taylor, ooh, wow, crazy. Shouldn't how good <laughs> stuff goes. Wild. Um yeah, they took six minutes off the clock with that drive. Oh, fucking believable. Uh, 31-31, uh, they tie it with a Jonathan Taylor four-yard touchdown, and then uh, they put they they put the game away. The Bucks put the game away with a Leonard Fournette 28-yard touchdown run, 38-31. And think about that six-minute drive, like you just said. You do that in the third quarter, that changes the whole the whole game. Yeah, you know. Bucks start playing maybe a different type of game. They clearly were killing it on the run. Like they, they, Bucks were killing it on the run, playing from behind, playing that, from behind. That's what I'm saying. Leonard Fournette had he had four touchdowns. And once you start, once you start changing the dynamic of the game, you do that six minute drive in the third quarter. Now all of a sudden, the Bucks are going to be like, well, now we're running out of time. Now we're pressed you for time. You can't run the ball. And Brady, yeah, you know, like it's just yeah. it's a different game. Like I just and I and I think that comes down to coaching. I think you're 100 percent right. does so. All right, uh, what do we got for stats? Starting with the Bucks. <clears throat> stats leaders, you got uh, Tom Brady, 25 of 34, 226 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Your rushing leader, Leonard Fournette, have a game. 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns, uh, also had one receiving. And then your uh, receiving leader for the Bucks, Rob Gronkowski, seven receptions, 123 yards. 
for the Colts, Carson Wentz, 27 of 44, 306 yards, three touchdowns, two INTs. Your rushing leader is Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries, 83 yards. Man, he should have had a lot more than that. If he would have got 100, he would have set the the record for eight straight consecutive games with a touchdown and 100 plus yards. He should have had 100. Like he, you know, you're averaging 5.2 yards a carry. He, he had, not the ball. he had, all right. So he had 25 in the first half. Mm-hmm. What's 83 minus 25? Uh, like, what's that? Like, it's over 50 or something like, like that. 58. He got that on one drive. Yeah, one drive. And and he carries dudes with him. He just should be. He should have had over 100 yards. Yeah. You know, that's unacceptable. Um, and he also had a touchdown to his ledger. And then receiving for the Colts, your leader Jack Doyle, six receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Bucks over the Colts. All right. Next game. New England takes, at least for the time being, uh, maybe by the end of this episode it's different. But, um, yeah, the Buc- uh, Patriots take uh, the number one spot in the AFC right now with a 36-13 to win over the Tennessee Titans. It makes me want to throw up. Like, I was just telling my buddy this today. I said, you know... My whole life, I had to deal with Brady and the Patriots being good, right? Now, Brady leaves, and Brady's still good. Yeah. And now the Patriots are still good. So now it's double annoying. I got Brady still good and the Patriots. It's like I know. It's, it's you guys have like a three-game stretch where you have to play the Patriots twice and the Bucks in between? <sighs> I think that's coming up. Well, we play the Patriots on Monday night. Monday night, I think you guys play the Bucks the following week, and then right. you play the Patriots the weekend. Really? Uh, not, maybe not the week after that. Might there might be, be two games in between. There might be. I think. I think. A, you guys already hit your buy. Yeah, I, I think it might be. I'd have to that. look. But yeah, the, you know, I, I actually watched m- most of this game, and I'm just thinking to myself, they're gonna kick our ass. <laughs> like they're gonna carry. Right? They're gonna kick our ass. Yeah, you're right. It is Bills, Bucks, or Patriots, Bucks, Patriots. But yeah, Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots. Oh, is that it? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I it's just I I I can't believe how good they are. Mac Jones, I gotta give him credit, man. Like I he's a game manager managing games, but dude, he's good. Like he's gonna be good. I know. And it's but he plays a different style than like these new quarterbacks coming out. Like he He's a he's traditional a, he's a traditional guy. Yeah. And he's but he's doing such a good job. And and it's crazy because like who is his receivers? Imagine him having the tandem the Bills have. This and this dude's a rookie. I know. Like He's growing. Like the Patriots, legitimately are 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 back. Yeah. Like they're. This was a game to me, and I know Tennessee's banged up. I, I I just finally got to watch them, and I was like, "Yo, this is the hype." That I I understand it now. Like this dude's throwing a guy's name, Jacoby Myers, and Born and Bolden, and it's like, dude, he's got no receivers. He's lighting it up. Tennessee's defense is still, you know, very good, respectable. Yeah, and. They just—it's just crazy, you know. They're—they're they're committed to the run. They do. He is Mac Jones has such a great, uh, like play action. Like I, he did it a few times, and I'm just oh, it's easy when you have a good run game. Yeah, yeah. And then he's rolling out and he's hitting guys on the run, and I feel like that's the hardest throws to make for a quarterback on the run. And he's just—he's just—he's slinging it. I. I'm scared as a Bills fan. Right. I was like, this is our time to shine. The Jets are in the dumpster. The Dolphins are on top of the dumpster. They've won like four and games straight. I know. It's crazy. It's a little crazy. Yeah, it's a little crazy. But And then you got the then you got the Patriots and Bills. The Monday night is going to be a good game. And if we lose, uh, I might cry myself uh, to sleep. So. 
I'm excited for it. I think it's like I said, it's it's tough. It is a little uneasy, but it's I think it's good for football that the Bills mm-hmm. and Patriots are good at the same time. It will be interesting. I just hope the Bills can uh can show their dominance and just be like, yo, this is our time. Like settle back down. All right. Like humble them a little bit. Yeah. And I, I just oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. Should be interesting. Um but yeah, the the Bucks or Jesus Christ. The the Pats win thirty six thirteen. Uh, and looking looking pretty good. Your scoring drives for this game, Mac Jones hits Kendrick Bourne for a four-yard touchdown pass, go up 7-0. And then Ryan Tannehill hits uh, Westbrook for a Westbrook Ikine for a uh, touchdown, missed extra points. And, uh, oh, wait, did they go for two? Uh... Yeah, or, no, it must have been a missed extra point. They, they did, it was a challenge. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, they, they missed I see what point. happened. So 7-6 to six lead for the Patriots. Then Nick Folk gets a 22-yard field goal, 10-6 to six lead. Nick Folk gets a 37-yard field goal, 13-6 to six lead. Nick Folk gets a 44-yard field goal, 16-6 to six lead. And then just for halftime, Hilliard runs up the middle for a 68-yard touchdown rush for the uh for the Titans 13-16. And, and this at this point in the game, I'm thinking okay, the Patriots maybe aren't that good. They're settling for field goals in the red zone, missed a lot of opportunities out right. there. And then the third quarter came out and there's like they won 36-13. They could have had like 60 points. Oh, I know. Like is if it, you're scoring touchdowns every drive, absolutely. I, like they could have had like 60 points. That's how much they outplayed the Titans who were the number 1 team at the time. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But hey, I have at halftime thirteen to sixteen. Uh, third quarter, Nick Falk hits a twenty-eight yard field goal to go up nineteen to thirteen, and that uh, Mac Jones hits Kendrick Bourne for a forty-one yard touchdown, twenty-six thirteen lead. Fourth quarter, Nick Falk hits a fifty-two yard field goal, twenty-nine to thirteen, and then a touchdown to close up the game. Damian Harris for a fourteen uh, yard touchdown rush, thirty-six to thirteen. What do we got for stats on the day? For stats, your Passing leader for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill. Oof, eleven oh, for oh tw- God. eleven for twenty-one, ninety-three yards, one touchdown, one int. He had no receivers this game. But no, AJ Brown put on IR this week too. Yeah, so no Brown, no Julio, no Henry to compliment you. Yeah, oof. Um, really showing his Dolphins days. Uh, your rushing leader. Um, what's the first name? D- Dontrell. Dontrell Hilliard. Twelve carries, one hundred and thirty-one yards, and a touchdown. Um, wow, they had they also had a second guy over 100 yards, um, Foreman. That's crazy. On the ground? Yeah. Oh, Deontay two, Foreman? Two guys over 100 really? yards. Yeah, you don't see that often. No, not often. Um, and then your receiving leader for Tennessee, you got uh, Nick Westbrook-Ekine. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Two receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Um, for the Patriots, your passing leader, Mac Daddy Jones, 23 for 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns, zero INTs. Your rushing leader, um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, nine carries, 46 yards. And your receiving leader is Jacoby Myers, five receptions, 98 yards. Oof. And yeah, Patriots rolling. He had a date with the Bills next mm-hmm. Monday night. Should be good. Next up, uh, we won't have to spend much time on this one, the Jets and the Texans. Oh. Jets winning 21-14 to on the road to improve to 3-8 in the season, while the Texans fall to 2-9, and literally the toilet bowl. This literally is like the worst game. <laughs> oh, so bad. I was thinking to myself I, earlier. I thought the Texans had it all day, too. Yeah, me too. And I, I, was, I, was, I saw like the ticker, like the updates, and I'm like, there's no way there's fans in that stadium. Uh, like, were. people bought tickets for that? Five, $10 tickets, somebody looked up. Uh, from our show, 
Wow. There are ten dollar tickets. That's crazy. Yeah, it's worth it. That's it's, yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson getting his first start in quite some time. Man, I think he handed one right over in an interception. It was bad. Was he seeing ghosts? I, uh, <laughs> you could say that. He definitely could say that. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. The Jets open up with a field goal. Matt Amendola hits a 31-yard field goal uh, to go up 3 nothing, And then uh, Terod Taylor hits uh, Jordan for a 13-yard touchdown. 7-3 lead there. And then the uh, Terod Taylor hits Brandon Cooks for a 40-yard touchdown. 14-3 lead. And the Jets answer back just before halftime. Walker. Uh, or is it Walker or Walter? Wal- uh, Walter. It, Walter. Okay. Good looks. Mm-hmm. Walter uh, scores a touchdown 11-14 to there. Third quarter, Zach Wilson off the right end for a four-yard touchdown to go up eighteen to fourteen, and then they close it up with a uh, with a Matt Amendola field goal, thirty-seven yard field goal is good, twenty-one fourteen lead. Your stats for the game and your stats—that's probably why you want me to do stats. You're on the NFL app, you don't get the Jets, right? Yeah, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> Love it. Lo- play um, the long game, brother. Yeah, play the long you're, game. You're, you're playing chess over there. I see you. <laughs> your passing leader is Zach Wilson, fourteen to twenty-four, one hundred and forty-five yards, no touchdowns, and one INT. Your rushing leader, Tevin Coleman, sixteen carries, sixty-seven yards. And your receiving leader is Braxton Berrios with two receptions, 47 yards. For the Texans, Terod Taylor, 17 and 26, 158 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Your rushing leader is David Johnson, 10 carries, 39 yards. And your receiving leader, Brandon Cooks, three receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, boy. What a fun game. We got another barn burner coming up here. NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants. Another boring game. Another boring game. 13-7 win for the Giants. Their first game without uh, <clears throat> offensive coordinator Jason Witten. They uh, promoted the one, the only, Freddie Kitchens. Nice. And shit still looks whack. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to spend much time. The Eagles look terrible. Absolutely horrendous. I peeked through the game a little bit. Uh, they're like with how hot Philly has been over the last like month. Mm-hmm. I mean, hot. I put yeah, that in quotes. Right. Like, yeah, but playing mean. better, they playing should not have looked this bad right. against this team. You know, yeah, because they like came up short against the the Chargers, barely beat the Broncos, beat the Saints. Like they were playing good ball. But Jalen Hurts, man, oof! I just got done complimenting this guy the other day, the, the last podcast. Yeah, and then here he is coming out looking like a straight bum. <laughs> Like, yeah, not good. Not good. Man. Not good. I don't know what happened. I'm still happy know. that we, had, you know, Carson Wentz over Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was not good. No, this was this was not great. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna spend much time on this one. I I know Philly's still like two games behind. I think in the division technically. Oh really? Uh, in the NFC East, because yeah, the Dallas is Dallas seven, seven, and four. seven and four. They might have a win over Philadelphia already, so it might be two and a half. But right, I don't know, or one and a half technically. But uh, you're scoring drives for this game, Graham Gano twenty. There should be 35-yard field goal is good for the Giants. 3-0 lead there. Nothing in the second quarter. Third quarter, Daniel Jones hits, uh, oh, dear God, <laughs> Myerick. See Myerick for a one-yard touchdown, 10-0 lead. And then uh, I almost had to pull out the reading glasses on there. Oh, uh, Boston Scott for the Eagles. One-yard touchdown rush, 7-10. to And the final points, fourth quarter, Graham Gannell, 39-yard field goal is good, 13-7. to Win there. What do we got for stats, buddy? And for Philadelphia, your passing leader is Jalen Hurts, 14 of 31, 129 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Oof. Uh, your rushing leader is also Jalen Hurts, eight carries, 77 yards. 
and your receiving leader is Kenneth Gainwell. Three receptions, 32 yards. And for the Giants, the New York football Giants, you got Daniel Jones, the passing leader, 19 of 30, 202 yards, one touchdown, no INTs. Uh, Your rushing leader, Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 40 yards. Um, And your receiving leader is Kenny Galladay, three receptions, 50 yards. And that is the stats on Eagles-Giants. All right. Next up, Carolina-Miami. Cam Newton's season is <laughs> over. Dude, that, that's what I was trying to kind of get at. The like the, the podcast, remember we were talking about how he came back and the crowd was welcoming him and he was screaming. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, why? Like, he's horrible now. Like, I get it. It's like, okay, uh, Cam's back. But, like, it was what, like, Two seasons ago, he left. Like it's, he's not good. He no, I for know. a reason. Like, and I, I like just, the energy brought, but yeah, I like the energy too. And I just think there was a lot of Panthers fans. Like, oh, we got our guy back. Like, it's fine now. But like, the dude was released for a reason. He was not on the Panthers for a reason. Like, he's <laughs> he ain't good, man. He's bad. I don't know what happened to him, but he's bad. <laughs> he got benched, benched for PJ Walker for. PJ Walker, dude. Yeah. Sounds like a cereal or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't get five of twenty one. <laughs> it's so he's I try to give Cam the, the, the benefit of the doubt. I people were telling me last year that, that the Colts should have signed him no. and I was like, fuck no. you. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that bullshit. No. He's not like I don't know about you, but when he was on the Patriots, you could tell Something happened to his arm where he just cannot throw the ball. The, it was like the, that with Carolina too. Yeah, at the, the end. end. Yeah, the he, end. he Sur- has surgeries and all that stuff. He's he a, had no arm strength. No, and like that was one of like the things he was known for was his arms. So he's not. He doesn't have the arm strength he had, and it, he's trying to do the same things he was doing before, and he, without the arm strength, it's right. not there. Can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to divulge too much energy in this game either. But I think Miami's on a three game win streak. Yeah, I'm actually shocked to see them at five wins, to be honest. I mean, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Jets, but then they beat, remember when they beat the Ravens? They beat that the Ravens. Such a random win. Like, Very random. Getting you know, hot at the right and time. And it's crazy because if you look at the Dolphins' next three games, they play the Giants, the Jets, and the Saints. They could be eight and seven. Yeah. Like, they and could right be in the playoff sniffing mix. around. And then after that, they play the Titans and the Patriots. Like, they're... They're a team that I have zero expectations to make it. They'll probably lose to the Jets or something random, but they could do it. They they could it's, they could fight for a seventh seed based on their schedule. It they ain't hard. Really could. Yeah. And kudos to them if they do. Kudos to them. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. Uh, Miami scores off a blocked punt to kick this one off, and then Carolina uh, scores a touchdown. Cam Newton off the left guard for a one-yard touchdown rush, tied at seven. Second quarter. Tua Tungavaila hits Jalen Waddle for a nine-yard touchdown, 14-7 lead. And then uh, Miles Gaskin takes a direct snap and goes off the right end for a three-yard touchdown, 21-7. Closing points of the the first half, Zane Gonzalez, 41-yard field goal is good for the Panthers, 10-21. And it's all Miami from there. Uh, Another direct snap. Wow, crazy. Right to Miles Gaskin. Touchdown. (laughs) Three-yard touchdown rush, 27 uh, to 10, and then a field goal, 46-yard field goal from Sanders, make the score 30-10. to 10. And in the fourth quarter, uh, Sanders hits a 33-yard field goal to uh, close up the scoring for the game, 33-10. to 10. What do we got for stats? 
Your passing leader, I don't know if you can really say leader, for Carolina is Cam Newton, 5 of 21, 92 yards, zero touchdowns, two ints, and he got benched. Um, your rushing leader is Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 35 yards. Um, he was seen in a walking boot earlier today, too. That's, that's something we, we have to acknowledge. He rolled his ankle or something. He was uh, in a walking boot. No kidding. Oh, Did yeah. Did he finish the game? No. Okay, so you got taken out. Got taken out. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's crazy. Um and your receiving leader is DJ Moore, four receptions, 103 yards. For the Dolphins, Tua, I can't even never say his name, Tua Tag of Tungo, Tungo Viola. Tungo? Tungo. Tungo Viola. Sure. It's official. Sure. 27 of 31, 230 yards, and one touchdown. No INTs. Uh, your rushing leader is Miles Gaskin, 16 carries for 49 yards and two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is Jalen Waddle, nine catches, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Have a day. Have a day. All right, next up, the AFC North. Cincinnati sweeping the Pittsburgh Steelers this year for the first time since 2009. Um, <laughs> I think Carson Palmer was yeah Carson Palmer was quarterback back then. Bengals went 41 to 10 over Pittsburgh to improve to seven and four, while Pittsburgh falls to five, beating. five and one. A uh, dude, it's this was a beating. This is bad. I actually picked, picked Pittsburgh again because I thought Pittsburgh was starting to play better yeah. defensively. Big Ben seemed to be playing better. That dude looked like a rickety ass old man out there. Yeah, and <laughs> it was not good. My favorite tweet of this game. <clears throat> I don't even know who tweeted it, but I saw saw like uh, the gif of like stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah, that was that was this. That it was, was accurate. <clears throat> yeah, that. I think this uh, this shows you that the 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 Bengals are just they're you got to take them seriously. You have to. I didn't know if I could after the first half. I, I, honestly, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to. You know, that that game against, like, the Packers was, like, that first, like, okay, I, I think they lost, but it was, like, a close Overtime, game. a bunch of missed field goals. Yeah, and, I, and they could have won it. And I was like, okay, like, the Packers are a top team in the NFL, and they're hanging with them easily. Like, they could beat them. Maybe they are legit. Uh, so it was crazy. And I, I can't – I got to give it up to Joe Mixon. I, I've said it many times on this podcast – He's one of the most overrated running backs to me, and week in week out, he's doing a this year's hell of a been job. Legit. It's got to be his best year. Yeah, oh, it is. Hands down. Got, I, mean, I agree with you. Like, and I, I, we both talked about it. How we just think he's just an overrated guy in terms of fantasy, going way higher than he should. His ADP is down. always like top ten, top yeah. top twelve. I'm just like, and why? Why is he done to warrant that? Right. What has he done? And then this year, he's finally speaking up for it. But I think it helps and it shows you how much a quarterback matters. He might be a top five running back right now. Pro- oh, I would bet. And in the NFL, and you know, Joe Burrow is you know he's not crazy by any means this year, but he's still a threat. And I think that presence alone makes Joe Mixon so much better. It does. So everything. I mean, when you have the wide mm-hmm. again. Going back to the Colts, yeah, the wide receivers to push the ball downfield, it helps your running game. Oh, 100%. and it's, it's all working. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, everything—it's all helping. Joe and that's why out. the Titans are so good. I mean, when they're fully healthy, you got two weapons on the outsides, and then pushing up the ball. Then you got Derrick Henry, and it's like 100%. you don't know what you're doing. One hundred percent crazy. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that had with Benjamin Mixon's high one hundred six sixty-five yards. It's, it might be. It might be. It honestly might be a career day. Yeah. But yeah, wasn't it a good look for the Steelers? Uh, yeah. Dude, that's embarrassing. Like five. First five time one. in 11, 12 years that they've been swept by the Bengals. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. That's. It's just not like. I think they won the last three against them too. Like the they're just, they're just not a playoff team. And it's weird seeing Big Ben on a Steelers team that's not a playoff team. Like, they might make it, but I just don't. Like, they'll, they'll lose first round if they do. Right. Like, they're just not a playoff team. They're not. They're certainly not. Um, 
yeah, good for the Bengals, good for them. They're making a nice uh, little postseason run here, uh, heading towards the postseason. But your scoring drives for this game, Joe Burrow hits, uh, you know, he scrambles a little bit. Off the left end for an eight-yard touchdown rush, 7 nothing lead there. And then Eric McPherson hits a 31-yard field goal to go up 10 nothing. Uh, Chris Boswell, 40-yard field goal is good, 3-10. to And then before the end of the first quarter, Joe Burrow hits T. Higgins for a 32-yard touchdown, 17-3. Second quarter, Joe Mixon off the left guard for a one-yard touchdown rush, 24-3 lead there. And then a uh, a pick six for the Bengals. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. 31-3, they lead third quarter. A field goal, Eric McPherson, 51-yard field goal is good, 34-3 lead. And then a Joe Mixon uh, touchdown off the right guard for one yard, 41-3. And a just complete garbage time. Big Ben uh, hits Pat Fryermuth. Ooh, I have him in fantasy. That is cool. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, 15-yard touchdown, 10-41. Your stats on the day. Pittsburgh, your passing leaders, Big Ben, 24-41, of 41, 263 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Your rushing leader is Najee Harris, eight carries for 23 yards. And your receiving leader is Deontay Johnson, nine receptions, 95 yards. For the Bengals, you got Joe Burrow, 20 of 24, 190 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Joe Mixon is your rushing leader, 28 carries, 165 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is T. Higgins, six catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. And that is your leaders. All right. Next up, Atlanta and Jacksonville. The Falcons getting a much needed win. Five to six. They are five and six. They improved to with a twenty one to fourteen victory over the now two and nine Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a whole lot to talk about with this game either. No. Not a whole lot of intrigue. Uh no. personally. No, it, I, Matt Ryan let me down fantasy wise. That's pretty yeah. much it. I haven't started him in weeks. He he, he did I, that one game let where uh he got like less than one fantasy point against Dallas, and I haven't touched him since. I don't blame you. I, I came into a situation where I had, you know, uh, like a buy for one of my quarterbacks, and then like I had Kirk Cousins, and he was playing San Fran, and I was like, oh, he's playing the Jags. Like, he should be fine. Yeah. Mind you, this is a dynasty league. This is why I have like three quarterbacks, so there's lots of roster spots. Normally, I would never do that. But, yeah, he let me down. Finally, I think he finally got a touchdown, and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. It's shameful. It sucks. It's yeah. uh, it's it's it sucks. Like seeing guys you really like, I loved watching and playing, just, just like fall apart, decline. Yeah, and then you got Tom Brady. Right, I know. Just getting better with age. It's insane. It's stupid. It's insane. Football's fucking stupid. It is. Why stupid. do I podcast about it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, scoring drives for this game with Cordero Patterson off the left end for a seven yard touchdown, seven nothing lead. Second quarter, Cordero Patterson up the middle for a twelve yard touchdown, fourteen nothing lead. Jags, uh, Matthew Wright hits a 22-yard field goal to go, uh, I almost had to go up, uh, to get on the scoreboard, 14-3, Falcons still in the lead. Second half, Matt Ryan hits Russell Gage for a 12-yard touchdown, uh, 21-3, and then the Jags, Trevor Lawrence hits uh, Tavon Austin for a 7-yard touchdown, 21-11, and the final points of the game, fourth quarter, Matthew Wright hits a 34-yard field goal, 21-14. And that is game. What do we got for stats, bud? Uh, for stats, for Atlanta, your passing leader is Matty Ice, 19-29, 190 yards, one touchdown, one int. Um, your rushing leader is Cordero Patterson, 16 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is Russell Gage, six receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. 
For the Jaguars, your passing leaders, uh, Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 42, 228 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Your rushing leader is Jay Robinson, James Robinson, I knew it. James uh, Robinson, 17 carries, 86 yards. And your receiving leader is Laquan Treadwell, four receptions for 53 yards. Man. Wow. Fun. It is. <laughs> we have another upset game. Oh. Denver. Over the Chargers this afternoon. Yeah. 28 to 13. That was a shocker. Uh, yeah. Anyone pick the Broncos in your. Uh... I don't. Let me check. I don't think so. I feel like there's no way. And it's crazy because right now, the Broncos, I think, are ahead of the Chargers in the standings. By tiebreaker circumstances, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is wild. Oh, like... Jack did. Jack, our buddy Jack, picked Denver. It's crazy, too, because I, I just remember at one point in the year, the Chargers played the Ravens, and me and my one buddy were like, who do we want to win this game? And I said, you got to root for the Chargers because the Ravens are a team that's going to be around as the top team in the AFC. And the Chargers haven't solidified themselves yet. Like They're going to end up losing to some bum teams, and this is exactly what happened. I can't believe how they're melting down like this. You know, they it's crazy. I mean, they lost to... What they lost to the uh, the the Vikings um, a couple weeks ago, barely beat the Steelers. Lost to the Broncos. Now it's just like yeah, they're falling apart. Like yeah, like if you look at their last three weeks, it's nothing to be happy about if you're a Chargers fan. Barely beat the Eagles. Right, like you're not for a team that was number one in the AFC at one point. At one point, it's not good. and looking like unstoppable because their defense is great and their offense is can be very potent. So it's like. What's going on? You know, that's just... I haven't a clue, but man, good for Denver. Right. Vic Fangio, who's a guy who I thought was going to make the hot seat, and he still could be. Yeah. But Teddy B's finding a little bit of career resurgence right now. He's actually been playing, like, decent football um, this year. He did have, he did get hurt. Uh, Drew Locke came into the game for a little bit, but Teddy okay. B did come back out. Okay. But, I, I knew at one point I got an update that said Drew Locke is in. Yeah. I don't know if that was because of injury or if he was hurt because I didn't watch the game. So I was like, did he start the game? But I, I'm seeing that he didn't. They did just enough. It seems to be like more of a defensive uh, outing here for Denver. But, yeah, they uh, – That's usually how they win their games. Good for them. Yeah. Good for Denver. Uh, yeah, I think they're – They're both 6-5. Uh, and five. They're both 6-5. and five. Yeah. What, what are the, Raiders are 6-5 and five too. Yeah. If the Ravens lose tonight, the top six teams in the AFC will all have four losses. And then the Ra- the Chargers, if they won the top, all the playoff teams would have, would have had four losses, one through seven. That's crazy, isn't that wild? All tiebreakers I love and it. half game people ahead. Yeah, wild. Love to see it. Um, your scoring drives for this game: Teddy B puts on the first points of the board, eleven yard touchdown rush, seven nothing lead there, and then uh, Jamal Williams up the middle for nine yards, fourteen nothing lead. Second quarter, Justin Herbert hits Austin Eckler for a twelve yard touchdown, seven to fourteen. No points in the third. Fourth quarter, Teddy Bridgewater hits uh, Saubert for a one-yard touchdown, 21-7. to a, uh, a pick six for the Broncos, 28-7 lead there. And then a Justin Herbert touchdown pass to Jared Cook for 16 yards, 13-28. That is the final score of the game. What are the stats? And the passing leader for the Chargers, Herbert, 28-44, 303 yards, two touchdowns, two INTs. Your rushing leader for the Chargers is also Herbert, four carries, 36 yards. Uh, your receiving leader for the Chargers is Keenan Allen, seven receptions, 85 yards. 
For the Broncos, you got Teddy B, passing leader, 129 yards, one touchdown. Uh, your rushing leader is uh, Melvin Gordon, 17 carries, 83 yards. And your receiving leader for the Broncos is Javante Williams, three receptions for 57 yards. And that is your stats leaders. And that is it. All right. A couple more games left. The Packers over the Rams, 36-28. to 28. Packers are now 9-3 and three, uh, this year. Rams fall to 7-4. and four. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers still own Detroit, uh, Detroit's own Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. I almost call him Detroit again, but yeah, uh, yeah, they own Matthew Stafford. Yeah, this Rams team has they fizzled lost out. three straight. Is it three straight now? They lost to the Titans, the Niners, and the Packers. So they were seven and one at one point. That's crazy. Yeah, and then they lost to because remember they I remember they beat the Bucks. And they were like unstoppable, and they lost to the Cardinals, and they barely beat the Seahawks. Yeah, they're Giants. Yeah, they, they lost three straight. That's that's not good. I mean, you're lo- losing the Packers is like, you know, that sucks. The Packers are a good team, though. The Forty ers I don't know what I make of them. And then the Titans. I mean, they're kind of banged yeah, up. Forty ers are getting hot right now too. Yeah, so I mean, like these are right. not horrible losses, but it's just like if you want, I like, I think a lot of people consider. The, or do it, maybe even still consider the Rams a Super Bowl winning team. Like they can win a I Super did. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, I think they could. And they still can. But it's just like, wow. I mean, Super Bowl winning teams usually don't lose three straight games. No. Um, not typically. You know, and I think this is, I think this was a game where you, like, it's giving me confidence that I, because I predicted the, the Packers to, to win it all initially like at the end of the year last year I was like dude the Packers are gonna win it like they're just due Aaron Rodgers is due and that was like a game like solidifying that to me I'm like Rams are a top team the uh, NFC top team in the league and to me like at least on paper and it looked like the Packers just kind of had their way with them like from the kickoff I mean, I know the Rams kind of came back a little bit in the out of the quarter, gate, yeah, yeah. But, but out of the gate, like the Packers were just like they controlled the game. They did. I don't think they were behind it at like all. No, I mean it, it was you know they went up ten nothing, and then from there they had a steady, a steady lead. lead so. Yeah. Hey, they're playing really good football. All right, Aaron Rodgers is having a weirdly good year. I, I want him to win so bad and then, I do hit too. The, and then hit the free agent wire. Oh, I know. Because, like, I like Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. I want him to retire on the Packers because I, I just root for them. I like them. But I think it would be so swagalicious if this man won the Super Bowl and hit the free agent wire. Like, be more and gigs. Devontae Adams, both of them. Right. And watch them both go to a team. Like, I just think that would be sick. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I I love A Rod. I know he's been uh, negatively viewed by a lot of people <laughs> lately. I think he's hilarious. I think he's I, an expert troll. I think he I is think, an expert troll, and I think he's actually a lot smarter than people love to give him credit he's for. He's very smart. Yeah. He, I love the fact that he showed his feet on that interview. Oh, that? he just took his whole foot up there. Yeah, oh yeah, everyone's like talking about his toes or whatever, and he's like, uh, somebody said he had COVID toe. Yeah, and he's like, like I ass. broke my toe. Yeah. Like it's fractured. Yeah, like, like look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, this dude is so funny. So people are like, he's losing his mind. Like, no, he's he's like giving it back to these asshole media people yes. who have been fucking with him for forever, so long, yeah, so long. It's awful, right? But uh, yeah, good for Green Bay. They're rocking and roll. Let's go to your scoring drives for this game. Aaron Rodgers, one yard touchdown rush, seven nothing lead, and then a uh, Matt, Max Crosby, forty five yard field goal, forty uh, should be ten nothing lead there. 
Second quarter, Matthew Stafford hits Van Jefferson for a 79-yard touchdown, 7-10. to And then another Green Bay Packers field goal from Crosby, 28-yard field goal is good, 13-7 lead. Uh, Rams answer back with a Matt Gay 36-yard field goal, 10-13. to And then Aaron Rodgers hits Randall Cobb for a 7-yard touchdown, 20-10. to And then Matthew Stafford hits Daryl Henderson for a 6-yard touchdown, 17-20 to at halftime. Third quarter, Aaron Rodgers hits uh, A.J. Dillon for a five-yard touchdown, 27-17. to Lead there. Uh, then another Max Crosby field goal, or Mason Crosby. Mm-hmm. Go, Max. <laughs> Mason Crosby, excuse me. 29-yard field goal is good, 30-17. to Matthew Stafford hits OBJ for a 54-yard touchdown to make the score 25-36. And in the fourth quarter, Matt Gay hits a 39-yard field goal, 28-36 is your final score. What are the stats? And your stats for this game for the Rams. Your passing leader is Matthew Stafford, 21 of 38, 302 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Your rushing leader is Daryl Henderson Jr., 16 carries, 55 yards. Um, and your receiving leader for the Rams is Cooper Cup, seven receptions, 96 yards. For the Packers, you had uh, Aaron Rodgers, your passing leader for. 28 of 45 for 307 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is A.J. Dillon, 20 carries for 69 yards. Nice. And your receiving leader is Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 104 yards. All right. And then our next game, Minnesota stopped cold in their tracks by the 49ers. Uh, San Fran wins 34 to 26 to improve to 6-5 and five in the season. Minnesota falls to 5-6. and six. I think San Fran's right in the playoff picture right now. I think they're the sixth or seventh seed, maybe right now in the uh, NFC. Yeah, they're six and five. That's probably enough to be that. I'd say there, so. A right? uh, couple injury things. Debo Samuel, I seen. Uh, I don't know if he was carted off, but he's getting an MRI. Dalvin Cook was carted off with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my understanding yep, as well. So. I saw that too. So a uh, couple big time injuries for this game could. This, I what? every week, every week. I don't understand the Vikings. <laughs> I don't either. Because like they just they 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 look good. They beat teams. They they're five and six. I just don't understand how. I don't understand. I don't know how they're five and six. There's so many. They, they you know they lost the Bengals in overtime. Barely beat the Panthers in overtime. They won two straight, and it's like this should have been a gimme with San Francisco. That, yeah, then the, you know, yeah, exactly. So that you know, I just there's so many games. I'm just looking at their schedule where it's just like. They could have. They could easily be, and I know I've said this before, but they could easily be like three, four wins more than the record. And it's just like I, I just it's that sucks when you're that close and you're five and six, like in reality. And yeah, like, yeah. And then then here you are playing the Niners, and then the Niners beat you. <laughs> it's just like I, I feel like it's just not their year. There's just they're not. It's never their year. No, it's, it's not. But year. like just in terms of being lucky, like they oh yeah, no luck. Their last year was Case Keenum's year. And then that was it. It's been all up and just shit. All of their luck was uh, on that touchdown to Diggs. Yep. And yeah, that, that all the luck is gone since then. My favorite sporting play of all time. But, it's um, st- everything about it's it. It's beautiful. Is it's beautiful. Insane. Uh, yeah, good for San Francisco. They're rolling it back again. Uh, they're a team who I felt was overhyped this year, no doubt about it, but uh, they're getting hot at the right time. They are getting hot, and they're a team that can beat anybody, too. That like There's a, there's a good chunk of teams that they, they can stun you, and I feel like the Niners have the makeup of didn't, a team. Didn't they just beat Arizona a couple weeks ago, too? They, I think uh, they did. Or no. They, they lost to Arizona. Oh, uh, they got they swept? Beat, they beat the Rams. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So they lost to... Uh, 
Arizona and they beat the Rams. That's what it was. So yeah, and like you know, I think if they had a quarterback, like I don't know what Jimmy G is to this team. Like is is he their guy? Uh, or like for right now, he's doing just he's doing just enough. He is. He's doing just he's, enough. He's another game manager. Yeah, and it's just like I like I don't know. I feel like if they had like a like if Trey Lance ends up being like the guy, they could be a dangerous team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. Minnesota on the board first. Kirk Cousins. It's Adam Thielen for a two-yard touchdown, seven-nothing lead, and then uh, Debo Samuel uh, goes off the right end for a twenty-yard touchdown rush. It's tied at seven. Next up, Kirk Cousins. It's Thielen for a twenty-yard touchdown, fourteen to seven to lead. Here we go in the second quarter. Jimmy G hits. Uh, I think it's Juwan Jennings. Yeah, three-yard touchdown, tied at fourteen at halftime. Third quarter, Debo Samuel off the left end for a three-yard touchdown. 21-14 lead for the 49ers. And they followed up with the, uh, the um, Elijah Mitchell. Touchdown rush, two-yard touchdown rush, 20-14. to Vikes uh, get behind Alexander Madison, six-yard touchdown, 20-28. to And then San Francisco field goal from Robbie Gold, 46 yards, 31-20. to Vikes hit another touchdown. Oh, my God, what the fuck is his last name? Um, can, can I... Oh, well, even the kicker, Wisnowski, kicks a 64-yarder. And then Nwangu, Nwangu, you're a teacher. Translate that. Uh, I would think it's Wangwu. I would think the N is silent. I I believe you. you, I I believe you. I'm not good with dialect, so I'm not. (laughs) I don't know. 99-yard touchdown uh, rush there. Vikes are just, just behind. And then uh, Robbie Gold hits a 22-yard field goal to put the game away in the third quarter, nothing in the fourth. What do we got for the stats? For the stats, as I click on the button. Uh, your passing leader for Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 20 of 32, 238 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Your rushing leader, Dalvin Cook, 10 carries, 39 yards. Hopefully he is okay. Um, your receiving leader for Minnesota is Justin Jefferson, four receptions, 83 yards. For the Niners... Jimmy G, your passing leader, 17 of 26, 230 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Very Jimmy G-like game. Um, Your rushing leader is uh, Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. And your receiving leader for San Fran is Brandon Ayuk, three receptions, 91 yards. Well, there it is. All right, next up, Sunday Night Football, the Ravens and the Browns. All right, and your final score of the night, the Bravens defeat the Browns 16-10 to at home. They take the number one seed spot in the AFC. Um, not a very fun game. Not a very fun game to watch. Very defensive heavy, but yeah, the Ravens win this one 16-10. Your scoring drives are as follows. First points of the game, Justin Tucker, 52-yard field goal is good to go up 3-0. Second quarter. 25-yard field goal is good, 6-0 lead there. And then the Browns with a 46-yard field goal from Chase McLaughlin, 63 at halftime. Third quarter, Lamar Jackson hits Mark Andrews for a 13-yard touchdown. And the uh, and Baker Mayfield hits David Njoku for a 20-yard touchdown, 13-10. Fourth quarter, final points of the game, a field goal from Justin Tucker. 49-yard field goal is good. Stats on the day. Baker Mayfield, 18-37, 247 yards passing, one touchdown, leading rusher Kareem Hunt, seven attempts, 20 yards, and leading receiver Jarvis Landry, six catches, uh, six catches, 111 yards for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 20-32, 165 yards passing, one touchdown, four INTs, leading rusher Lamar Jackson, 17 attempts, 68 yards. Uh, 
And leading receiver was Mark Andrews, four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. But that is it, everybody. That is your Week 12 Weekend Roundup. I thank you so much. And on behalf of David and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.